When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks and mockers wait and wake. Happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Hello and welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where two brothers try and watch every single silent film ever produced. We're your hosts, Benjamin and John. Spring has finally arrived, hopefully for most people. Um, I've been having an enjoyable past couple weeks. Uh, I just want to start. Hmm? I was gonna say what you've been up to. Well, uh, besides not doing this podcast, I just want to apologize quickly uh, for the lack of episodes the past couple weeks. Anyone who's listening. We've been busy. Yes. Um, I've been busy watching Troll 2. Yes. The, the the greatest use of any of our time. It's good. It, I don't know. It's pretty it's good. It's got a lot of stuff there. It's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, but yeah, I remember it being, being lots of fun. It's it's a classic. It's it's held up there for a reason. Um, although it's funny, the um, that documentary they, they did where the cast reunites for... Uh, 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 the cast just reunites... Um, that's a fun documentary, but the title "Best Worst Movie." There was a sh- like a little period there where they could reasonably make claim that like, oh yeah, this is the most famous bad movie, um, and that but that was right before the room exploded across the world and it quickly stole that title away. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a really fun movie. It's a classic for a reason. That popcorn scene, though. <laughs> oh boy man oh that's yeah that's that's the thing everyone forgets everyone forgets the popcorn scene everyone remembers the oh my god God. and then uh um of course the uh what's it um how do you say it nil 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 bog nil nil bog it's goblin spell backwards everyone remembers that um, and of course, everyone also remembers the um, "you can't piss on hospitality." I won't allow it. Uh, uh, you know, that's the popcorn scene, though people often forget. Um, it's so it, good, or overlook. I like how that guy doesn't die. He just <laughs> he just gets real full. Yeah, it's like a cartoon. We don't even know if like the popcorn was poisoned or whatever. I've, it was just. They don't car- even imply he becomes a goblin. It, it's basically the the movie just turns to a cartoon for that scene. Yeah, I don't know. I think it t- turns into asylum sex romp actually, but <laughs> basically. The other thing I love in that movie is right at the beginning where the mom uh, insists on everyone singing "Row, row, row your boat," <laughs> which is like. Yeah, Ugh. I just love. I mean, it's the Italian guy's uh, vision of what America, how Americans behave, um, and um, yeah, it's 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 fascinating for that. I can't wait to watch the first one. Yes. Oh wait, oh. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Goblin one's my favorite. Have film. you seen? Do you know that that scene in um, in Best Worst Movie where the Italian director is asked? why did you call it Troll 2 when the monsters are goblins? And that guy gets so pissed off about, at, that, at that guy. It's just like a guy in an audience that like, they're at a Q&A and just asks the question. And it, it just it pisses that director off. But he's like the very stereotype of like a, a, a pompous, you know, uh, 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 you know uh, flat Italian. It's amazing. A real classic for sure. Oh yes. But hey, you know what's not a classic? Uh, I'm gonna guess uh, Death Valley: The Legend of Bloody Bill. 
The Revenge of Bloody Bill. Oh, wow. I, 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 yeah, I got it wrong. It's all wrong. It's all right, though. Uh, that's the film we watched today. I, I, I gotta say, I actually rather enjoyed this one. Uh, mm. Um, it's, uh, it was, uh, like, it's a bad movie. It's a really bad movie. Um, but it's kind of a, a fun bad. Um, like, where, like, okay, so, like, Jane Wise Sick and Twisted, terrible, terrible movie, just an absolute pain to watch. The last one we did... King of the Ants was a King, real film. King of the Ants, that was a bit of a curveball. Uh, like, okay, this is actually kind of competent, uh, this is actually like almost like a, a good, but just not movie. good, but not good enough where you can actually say I liked it. Oh no, not good enough. You could say you liked it. It had serious flaws, but you could be like, "This is an actual movie." Uh, but with this one, with Bloody Bill, we are returning to form. This is the asylum at its yeah. most asylum. Definitely foretelling asylum of future. Basically, oh, this is yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> But I, I enjoyed it actually. I, I I have a lot. We I have a lot to say. I, I have a lot of notes uh, for this. I didn't even bar taking notes for the last couple of movies. This one though, I took notes. All right, let's get into it then. So the film begins in a desert environment. Um, I guess Death Valley. <laughs> I Presumably, uh, don't know. It hasn't been never clarified. It's near Phoenix though. Is it so? Yeah, because they go to Phoenix later on. Or the, the goal is to get to Phoenix, the uh, oh, group of kids. But we don't know where they're coming from. They could be coming yeah. from, like, Reno or something, for all we know. Yes, the film begins where a man is in a car driving. Driving very fast down the road. And another woman in a car is driving right behind her. And this immediately confused me because when she basically pulls him over, he's not weirded out by this. He seems no. to be. Yeah, it's very strange. So, so when you first see it, he, it looks like he's uh, being chased, and it looks like he's trying to like get away from her. But then he just like pulls up somewhere. He pulls out a package like of cocaine, a big giant bulk uh, wrapped up package of cocaine. Just snorts it all. You up. know, snorts snorts a little bit of it up, and then she pulls up alongside him. Um, and uh, yeah, do you want to explain what happens here? <laughs> Oh, he basically costs her, basically. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, well. There's, there's the, there's my favorite detail. They're, they're, they've dubbed the lines over, but like their mouths aren't even moving or anything. Yeah, like this happens. There's a lot of that in this film. This, okay. So my theory on this is like, because there's so much of it in this movie. My guess is that those scenes weren't originally supposed to have dialogue in them and they were originally shot just silent just you know soundtrack mm. but no actual dialogue and then when they put together the movie when they edited together someone at the asylum was like uh, oh the audience is too stupid for this the audience because all of the lines they dub in are things that are blatantly obvious things that <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, for need sure. to be stated at all there it's just it's it's basically it's more or less just narrating the action you see on the screen they're completely pointless um and so in the case of this this first uh scene she pulls up uh, uh next to him she sort of like smirks at him he's got a little like blow on his upper lip 
Um, and he sort of like you know, grins back. He looks kind of cocky, and he like, do not lick it, baby. He, he he, he's got the tap, and he like he taps the the package of blow on his dashboard, and sort of like you know winks you know at her, and she like you know like smirks back, and then holds up her badge. Yeah, she's actually a police officer. She's actually, and then, and he goes oh, and then like he like you know like oh shit, oh shit, yeah. and then like gets keys in the ignition and, and pulls off. Now. You don't need any dialogue for that. You could just, just like everything I did. It's, it's, you know, it, it's to explain. You could just see that visually and understand what's going on. But for some reason, they decided like, oh no, the audience is gonna be like, duh, we don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, and there's a bunch of examples of this, but uh, yeah. So like right off the bat, it's the weirdest thing. It's like you hear their lines and they are not, their mouths are closed. They are not moving their lips at all. And they got like close-ups on their faces. It's the weirdest thing. I also want to say that um, this man is named Daryl, which we find out later. Oh. Anyway, so he, yeah, he escapes. This is just helpful so we can talk about him later. He escapes uh, into um, a sort of dry riverbed area. They're, they're doing this uh, assault bed. What, what's the music they're playing? It's kind of like a like a, a metal sort of thing. A, a rock beat. Yeah, it's like my heartbeat runs, runs and I got a gun. Something like that. I, no, I, I Actually, I wrote down some of the, the lyrics. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. You know how JY is sick is twisted. I kept bringing up like, oh, this was this character was played by this famous TV or this this TV actor and and this TV actor and there's this TV actor. But in this movie, it's gonna be the songs because do it. So Tell me many more. Terrible songs in this movie. I'm so into this. <laughs> but the first song, it's this like uh, like uns 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 uh, uh, beat. It's a chase sort of like it's kind of a you yeah know, yeah. Um... It's it's got a good pace to it, but the lyrics are the the chorus of the song is. The lights change color to the rhythm of the beat. My heart is pumping. I can feel the heat. Hell yeah. Now. It's so good. They're okay lyrics. I'll, I'll <laughs> say that. And that's way more than I'll say for the other songs in this movie. But the thing is, they repeat those lyrics like five times within like 15 seconds. So I'm you're like in a though. minute, a minute into this movie. And you've heard those, that same line, like... 30 the times. rhythm of the beat man it's, it's really great though i love it so much oh my I'm god really happy with it. and they're just like they're okay lyrics but you know <laughs> shut up it's so good um so he runs out of gas in the middle of like no oh wait 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 no hold on but wait but my another thing so he he evades her by tossing out uh, a oh, package yeah, of cocaine. cocaine yeah and it hits her windshield and it doesn't do any damage to the car it just goes thunk on the windshield and, and and falls off and but she goes like fuck and like spins out i guess or something uh, and i guess that caused the car to stall um and he gets away um so yeah the coke i mean maybe she just has some sort of cocaine flashback to like her <laughs> old, earlier days i guess the idea is that she spun out and her car stalled um which is possible like that can happen um it's just shot very awkwardly so there's a moment where i'm like wait why is she chasing him wait what, wait what's going on but so anyway he gets away and then i guess he his car blows a gasket or something and so he's stranded out in the middle of the desert so he basically begins to wander in until he eventually runs into a ghost town oh wait wait sunset wait. oh yeah while he's walking to the ghost <laughs> oh, town. Okay, awesome yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> 
Um, so now a different uh, song starts to play where it's 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 a little more slow paced, and the lyric, the chorus to this one, and again they play like almost a full minute of this song, and the only lyric, the only line you hear is "You're on your own, I'm on my own." Hang on, hang on, hang on. And they repeat that line about like six times. And that is the only lyrics you hear for like a full minute of this song. I, th- I thought it was very uh, sort of like an environmental storytelling, basically, in terms of music. Because <laughs> he's on his own. And, he's, I'm on yeah. my own. and you're on your own watching this. Um, we're both on our own terrible terrible songs like i mean i have no musical talent i couldn't write a song to save my life but this is a shitty song i feel confident in saying that oh <laughs> so yeah he finally runs into the ghost town of sunset valley population 99 99 the, the, me- the music in this scene too is great oh they it's do like, super much, like quick transitions where like they like see like cut to like all the buildings in the town and everything they cut to nothing and then they proceed to then cut to nothing it looks like it looks like a like a a set you would see in like a western like it looks like old west buildings and like there's the little sign hanging over like the the entrance of sunset valley and sort of goofy like western ish looking old westy ish looking letters kind of not really um it's you know too clean for that. Also, Sunset Valley sounds more like a you know uh, retirement home than an <laughs> old west town. But but the the thing that that stuck out to me is is um, like you said uh, below Sunset Valley it says population ninety nine, and seeing that I just wanted the the narrator from the haunted mansion ride to come in and go. We have ninety nine happy haunts here, but there's room for a hundred. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is filmed in the same location that Bird, uh, Birdemic 2 filmed their oh. uh, Western moment. I think, I think they, it's the same set. I think they just had a shack. They didn't have a whole town. <laughs> it's, it's good enough, really. But yeah, obviously, they, they there's some there's some like fakey ghost town like somewhere out in like the Nevada or Arizona desert where they... Uh, you mean Death these. Valley? Or Yes, yes, Death Valley. No, Sunset Valley. Mm. Uh, so... As he wanders, he walks into a saloon, uh, and there he meets two men who refuse to talk to him. And then there he sees a poster of William Anderson, a.k.a. Bloody Bill, Bloody Bill. who was a real person, actually. Now, this I did not know. Do you want to go into this? Oh, the well, I, I just read the Wikipedia article. I, I, I'm definitely not going to give a speech or anything on it. Um, yeah, yeah, he was a real Confederate soldier who did a bunch of really awful stuff um, that I'm not going to get into. So he's kind of like pretty a, awful crimes. So he's kind of a Jesse James kind of figure because he was a Confederate sympathizer too, who like he robbed banks. Except there's no I don't know romanticization of a bloody bill. Probably because <laughs> yeah, because he, he's he's a, he's a sheer he's an ultimate piece of shit. He was awful and he was murdered a bunch of people. Probably because his name is. It was part of a bunch of massacres. Yeah, um, that's eventually, that Jesse James got a little kind of romanticization to it. It's kind of like that dude loved the south that dude wanted to be that dude wanted the confederates to win like that dude was horrible yeah for sure it's it's a little weird it's like pirates or whatever um yeah he was eventually murdered um by a bunch of soldiers basically chasing after him like union Um, soldiers yeah union soldiers Hmm. 
Um, there was a big rally, basically. And then he was basically paraded around the town. I don't think the town of Sunset Valley. I'm pretty sure it was a different town. Um, he was pra- his body was paraded around. <laughs> the town was Detroit. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> Spooky. Anywho, so as as he finds this out, uh, the two men inside attack him. Well, actually, hold on. <laughs> they don't okay. attack him. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah th- uh, okay, yeah. This he, he's, he's just kind of staying at the bar. He's going like, hey, like... Uh, beer, please, and like you know, and and the the bartender is, is just look looking away from him, just like wiping a, a a glass with a dirty rag or whatnot. And the um, Daryl is like you know getting frustrated, is kind of like, hey buddy, how about that beer, huh? Um, and then he pushes the bartender. He turns around and there's zombies, and he immediately shoots them. <laughs> The melee sauce, the gross face, he he blasts them in the head. And then the guy who's like sitting at the bar, like, you know, like slumped over, he suddenly jumps up and he's a zombie too and attacks him, which I gotta say, if they're zombies, why didn't they, you know, respond when he walked in and talked to them? Also, if it's a ghost town, why are they zombies? Well, we'll get to that. (laughs) It's a zombie town. I suppose. So he runs outside. And he's the whole zombies start coming out of all the walls, basically. There's zombies everywhere. He's running. Uh, he tries to escape, and he eventually runs into Bloody Bill himself. Which we don't who see. Who he doesn't realize. <laughs> he we doesn't realize his we man. We see his face. Oh, yeah. We only see his boot, basically. He's like, please, we got to get out of here, you and me. And then he looks up, and then uh, he crushes him, basically. Uh, and all the zombies kill him. However, Belly Bill looks like a zombie himself. We find out later. So I have no idea why this guy assumed. He just looked at the boots standing in front of him and was like, oh, person, which I mean. Also, chain me chased by zombies. Why are you crawling on the floor? Yeah. Also, why did you automatically assume that the person with boots in front of you was like a friendly? Um. Yes, yeah, zombie zombies eat him. And he dies. And but hold on, cue credits. Ah, oh, yes, blood, blood, loads of fear. I need to satisfy all my needs. That's the actual chorus, and it doesn't rhyme, so it doesn't rook. But like, it it doesn't even like, it, it doesn't flow at all. But that's the chorus of this song. <laughs> What's it's, the other part of that song? It's like, like a, this is a revelation. That part, something like that. I don't know, but all I can make out was the chorus. But it's like death metal, blood. Blood, loads of fear. <laughs> it's good stuff. These credits are really like oh my placed, god, though. they're they're amazingly terrible. Um, so next, then we cut to a group of young adults who are getting ready for a debate in Phoenix. Oh my god! Okay, this annoyed the crap out of me. So when I saw the synopsis for this movie before we watched it, it's like a bunch of teenagers find themselves in Sunset Valley. Where... These are not teenagers, really. They're young adults. I'm, okay, yeah, they're so, played by thirty year olds. Be a, yeah, yeah. A, obviously, <laughs> like like you know, teenagers in any asylum movie. But so so I hear I see the synopsis and it's like, oh, it's teenagers, you know, get trapped in Sunset Valley, and so I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna be like Cabin in the Woods. It's gonna be you know, teenagers on you know a sex camping trip, whatever. You know, it's it's you know, classic you know horror type. No sex in this film. Well, more than that. not a single one. That's amazing for Asylum. Congrats! This is the first one that this is the first <laughs> film you made that had no sex in it. <laughs> more than that, um, the teenagers are all on a. De- Debate team. They're on a high school debate team. A fact which 
barely matters to the plot of this movie to the point where I had to add why why did they make him a debate team? Why, oh, why not just a bunch of teenagers on a camping trip? Why why are they on a debate team? Uh, to show that they're inexperienced, I guess maybe. It no, it it plays it plays no role in it except for like a couple bits of like a, a couple scenes of dialogue, which are which we'll get into because that is when I start to lose my mind. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's completely pointless. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, it it, it 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 drove me insane. But anyway, do you want to talk about the members of this debate team? Yeah. So there's Gwen. Who is the smart one? Is basically her trope. I, 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 sure. I'm sure some character said her name at some point, but I just know her as the redhead. She's the main. She's the main character. She's a redhead. We got yeah. Jerry, who is a religious. As Jerry, uh, his name exposition I man, because that because one of the yeah, characters we'll says his name like <laughs> 60, yeah. sixty times. Uh, they is. Uh, Mary, I believe. That, no, hold on, that's not the sister. Never mind there. Uh, Mandy, that's it. Uh, there's Mandy, um, who is, I guess, I don't know, fashionista, I suppose, the character they gave her. I guess. And then there's Coach. And then there's a guy in a cowboy hat, and then there's a blonde girl. Um, and- oh, yeah, that's uh, Mike and... Uh... What is her name? Sandra, I think it was, or something. That's it. Because yeah, they, they, they shout her name a bunch at a, at a certain scene, but they, they, they're not important. Um, they're, yeah. they're, they're the cannon fodder. Um, Just to make this easier for audience. Yeah. Now, J- Jerry's the only one whose name I remember. I just remember, like, okay, there's, you know, redhead, there's fashion girl, there's cowboy hat, there's blonde, and then there's coach. Um, by the way, Coach, do you did you recognize him? Yes, I did. He's uh, he's he's Dan from the first. Ki- he's the lead killer from the, the toilet. Don't flush the toilet. Don't flush the USC the USC rich boy from uh, Killers. Um, so that was a fun little bit. Mm. So the, um, they basically start going on their trip. Uh, well, tr- there's a couple of things. Okay. There's a couple of things I, I need to talk about with their characters, uh, with, with the, how they're introduced. So, so the redhead and Jerry are having some kind of argument. She's sitting in the driver's seat, kind of like out, you know, like hanging out the door a little bit. And she's arguing with Jerry about something. And so they make some kind of bets. And, and you're not really privy to the details. And the coach walks by and the redhead, um, the redhead basically, see... Explaining this whole scenario is going to be really frustrating because the scenario doesn't actually make sense. But basically, the redhead asks if, like, you know, sh- she, like, uh, can drive or something. And the coach is like, nah, I'm going to be the one to drive. And she goes, um, oh, but how are you going to uh, have time to make the reservation for the hotel? And he's like, no, I made the reservation. Yeah, I don't understand this at all. And, and then, what was the point of this And dialogue? then she goes, and then she goes, um... Are you sure about that? And he checks his paperwork and he goes, nope. All right. You're right. I didn't make the reservation. So he hands her the keys. So I guess ostensibly the premise is that she's going to drive while he calls ahead or something to make the reservation. Although 
yeah, nothing about this makes sense to me because it's like, okay, are you reserving a hotel? Because if you are, you're probably should be doing a day of. Yeah, um, this is this isn't foreshadowing anything. It's not foreshadowing. No, no, it's just to establish. It, it's just to establish that she is, in the words of Jerry, cold and calculating. That mm. that is that is all it is. Um, not really though. It's no, it's not. It's not at all. It's she's just observant. Is all she just noticed something and was like, "Oh, that I, is her character." I, I could get, I could get, she just sort of noticed. I can make things. a bet with Jerry and get a buck off him because he's stupid enough to take this bet. Apparently, but, and we'll get to that. That's but yeah, so weird. she wins the bet, and Jerry's like, "You're so cold and calculating," um, which was just, I mean, yeah, like you just point out, like it's not very cold and calculating, um, but it does speak to. Um, it does speak definitely to uh, asylum movies and also I think to a certain era where you basically, if you had a female character who was smart, or at least it was stated that she was smart and she didn't have any kind of like romantic interest, well then she had to be some kind of cold hearted bitch basically. Yeah. So I think that's, I think they, that's just what they're establishing in that scene. And, but it's, terrible it's awkward it doesn't make any sense whatsoever um and it's just kind of insulting it's just generally pointless it's just completely pointless it's just to establish it's 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 ostensibly to establish these characters but i mean man it's bad but then the second thing i want to talk about comes right after that where uh fashion girl walks in and she's got like mandy you know, a big, mandy she's got like a big like pink she's got like this, oh, this stuff on. matters all these people die Spoiler. Yeah, exactly, exactly she's got this like hot pink dress on and like high heels and whatnot but anyway she walks up and jerry turns around and goes mandy you're only supposed to pack the bare essentials and she like basically like it's like i am like you know i brought like you know blah, 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 these blah, are blah. the bare essentials these are the bare essentials and she like this rat- is good dialogue she it's never been done before thing. okay now this is kind of a classic like you know like in the vein of like clueless or what have have you like okay but you know this is an old joke it's like oh yeah the you know fashion conscious girl you know needs to bring along her hair dryer and makeup and everything except the joke doesn't really work here because we don't see what she's bringing yeah she's she's only shot from the waist up so she walks up and she shot from the waist up jerry turns around and they're both shot shot reverse shot from the waist up this joke only rooks if like she's has like three bags and like six rolling suitcases with her that's how these jokes always rook they don't do that they don't show her luggage so the joke doesn't rook you're like okay i can't see all the luggage she's bringing so I, it, it looks like to me, like, and I think, like, in the next shot, you just see Jerry pick up a duffel bag and toss it back. It's like, I don't know, looks like she packed pretty well to me. I, I don't, I don't see an excess of luggage. So, <laughs> so yeah, they they be- began to go on their um, road trip, and while on the road, uh, they hit someone who gets knocked inside the road. Um, coach gets out coach of the gets car. Out, oh, go. yes. Coach gets out in an incredible continuity error here. Normally, continuity errors don't bother me, but did you notice this? When he gets out of the car, they're on a dirt road. They change the road? They're, they're just on a dirt road. Like, that, that scene starts, and they're on, like, a paved road. And then, like, after they hit the, the, the black guy on, on the side road, the coach gets out. It's a dirt road. 
in the middle of nowhere. It's just a dirt track. And like and like I say, continuity errors no, don't normally bother me, but that one was super freaking glaring. And also, if they're heading to Phoenix, why are they on a dirt road? Ugh. They're taking a detour. I don't know. Sure. Um, so uh, Coach walks out to go check on them, and then turns out uh, this man actually has a gun, and it was a, basically a trick, and he hijacks the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out his name is uh, Earl um, and basically tells them to drive uh, to a Pacific location. Yeah, he, he's holding the gun to them. And, and there's a moment where, like, they're driving away and someone asked him, like, like, I don't understand, like how are you moving? I thought we hit you. And he, he just gets this great on his face. He's like, old car jack trick. By the way, this guy is the most stereotypical black character ever. It's not great. <laughs> it's really not it's really horrible it's it's bad it's really bad also question why is he jacking a car to begin with oh <laughs> good point why is he hiding i don't a know car? could he not get a car of his own are they on the run i guess uh why would that i mean did the police officer ever find the car Oh, the, who was chasing the the other guy at the beginning of the yeah. movie? Yeah, did he find the car after he escaped? Because, all right, you're okay. Because so later the, Earl finds the car, right? And the money and the drugs in there are no longer there. But uh, Daryl didn't leave with those. Okay, so did the police officer then come back did. and take them? Maybe he did. Maybe he just stuffed it in we, his bag and he did. And he did. Did he have a bag in that scene? I think he was lugging a bag dur- during the. Um, I guess he must have because the cocaine comes in later, doesn't it? During the you're on your own, I'm on my own. I feel, I think I recall him lugging some like big like duffel bag. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> What's he doing without a car? Yeah, exactly. And in the middle of nowhere, no less. How did he wind up on the in the middle of nowhere on some dirt road? Needing it's apparently Death Valley. They're apparently near Death Valley, so he's apparently. literally no reason. Literally, no one says Death the words Death Valley in this movie. By the way, so I it's the name. I mean, it's the name of the DVD. So <laughs> I assume it takes place in Death Valley. Um, yeah, because it's like okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna potentially die due to you know heat stroke here, or I can get someone's car. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes, it makes... that's like a real risky kind of. You know, it plan is a, there. It is a risk, but I mean, like, it, it does make sense if your car stalled out in the middle of the desert. It does make sense to abandon it. I, but what I would do is wait until sunset and travel at night, at the very least. But whatever. Um, but anyway, so uh, so the so uh, Earl uh, Earl uh, has checked the car, um, and and so when he finds out that the drugs are, aren't there, he goes like, "Shit, damn, dear Earl." Damn. Fuck! Shit! <laughs> God damn it! Fuck! It's Shit! So bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's really not good. Um. So he he just follows his tracks, I guess. And that leads us somehow. To, he uh, knows where where Daryl went. He just know. looks out across the desert and is like, "Okay." And they they get back in the van and is like, "Okay, drive that way." Which, by the way, that's that's another thing I love is like while he's like you know like. Hold him at gunpoint. He's like he's like sitting in the back seat, and he's like pointing the gun to them, and like tell them to drive. And he's just going like there, there, go there, there, and stuff. And sometimes like you know, and like it's not, it's not like the driver can see where he's pointing. So 
Yeah, so they eventually run into Sunset Valley. Population 100. Ma-na-na-na. Also, uh, the, the, there's a transition effect where you see a mountain like covered with trees, and then it dissolves into the town of Sunset Valley. Yeah, to um, imply that it's, you know, astral or whatever. I don't know. It's a ghost town. It's a ghost town is, is what it is. Literal ghost town. And I don't understand if the characters are supposed to see this, like see it dissolving or... I, I, no, what, what, what am I saying? It's it's they they assumed the audience was stupid, so they had to put that in there to be like it's a ghost town, Get <laughs> ghost it. town. Ooh. Um, so he takes them inside. Um, <laughs> yeah, he leads them into the saloon, going, "Come on, come on." Well, it's not the saloon. Come he on. wanders into, I guess, I I guess Bloody Bill's house. Because then they find his sword is miss oh. the missing plaque for sword, and they all freak out like, "Oh God, the sword's missing! Oh no! Well, Look, the, the missing sword!" That one guy, that one guy mentions it's missing, and it, but this is a dubbed over line, so you don't know what what's going on. Um. Also, their watches have stopped. Yes, they know. Well. So, they know. So their watches have stopped. Uh, it's Jerry, right? Jerry's the one who goes like, the yeah. "Sword is missing," and you're just like, "Okay, what?" Who cares? <laughs> what? Why would you know that? And he sees the poster of Bloody Bill, I think, also. Yeah. Um, so suddenly Daryl, uh, from earlier, uh, breaks through the door, basically, covered in blood. Um, and basically tells, get out of here, get out before it's too late, and well, he attacks them. More than that. So Earl is, like, holding the gun to him and being like, where's the drug? Where's the drug? Yeah. And and apparently doesn't notice that Daryl is, is, is talking like Satan. He's got, like, the really cool fast <laughs> yeah. Every car- Every zombie in this film... <laughs> every zombie in this film has a deep sort of Gretel voice. Right. That's Even, you know. like, children. Again, how... Because the audience is stupid, you have to figure out, you know, who's the zombie. Now hold on, they are watching the Simon film, so can you blame them? Oh, we're very dumb oh, doing man. this podcast. Oh man, we are. Uh, Daryl bites Jerry in the yeah, hand yes. or like the, on arm. the arm. Yeah, just kind of on the the lower part. Um, Sandra, after seeing this freak sound, runs away. Okay. Yes. I love that. Um, no, 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 not even that. Not even that. The redhead uh, yells while 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 he's biting Jerry, and it takes Earl fucking forever to shoot him. He, he like like. To be fair, Earl and Jerry are best friends. Uh, but he's like he's like chewing his arm off, and and Earl's just like being like like oh shit oh shit oh shit. It's just like just like it takes like fully ten seconds to like finally like shoot him and like you know stop you know him tearing off like. Uh, jerry's flesh but in the middle of this chaos the redhead tells sandra the blonde girl who's with them uh to get help so sandra just runs out into the town by herself and by uh uh and to be clear sandra and the reason why i've also just called her the blonde has not yet spoken a single word of dialogue i think she froze some throwaway stuff at the very beginning just in the background i don't think there was even that it's same as like um uh buck i i don't think there was even that i don't think it was there was even background dialogue i think there was literally like not a word out of her so so she's running out to the middle of town by herself i'm like oh she's dead (laughs) like okay she's just here to be killed off and sure enough um yeah uh First, Gwen runs up to find a first aid kit, and but Daryl has disappeared. All that's left is his bloody, um, 
I guess bloody shirt, uh, jacket. Bloody ja- yeah, bloody but it's jacket. covered in like maggots or something like that. It's it's just what it was on his shirt. It's just like bad like like it, it, it's just bad little like chunks of of flesh looking material. It, it's just where did Daryl go? They don't like, ever explain this. Where did he go? Um, so then we, we we then cut Sandra, um, who's currently running around, and then he she sees a little girl, who she then proceeds to follow mm, mm. into an empty house. So so while she's doing that, there's this terrible montage of zombies walking around, and you get some nice long shots of zombies rambling around, and it's so terrible because you can clearly tell that some of these zombies, these zombies oh, yeah, so good. are wearing contemporary clothes. Yeah. And when you cut to the little girl, the little girl doesn't look like a zombie. She looks like a normal Well, I guess some of, these, some of these people were, um, I guess, taken in from Bill or, you know, killed by Bill later I on. guess that's the idea yeah. that, like, over the years, he's, like, you know, like, like killed off a few, like, you know, people who happen to wander in the town, and maybe that's why they're in contemporary clothes. That, I feel like that's giving them too much credit. I think, literally, it's just, like, they didn't have enough old, old West, old-timey West outfits to give to the extras. So they're like, mm. uh, you're wearing jeans and a flannel shirt. Good <laughs> that's, enough. that's good enough. That's good enough. Someone has, like, a sweater, like a Christmas sweater on. I, I didn't even see that one. It's good stuff. Um, also, some of these zombie actors are real lazy. You can see some of them are clearly just walking. Yes, yes, exactly. Some of them are just walking normally, like, or kind of like with a kind of stilted, awkward walk, but not like, yeah, they don't have like a zombie walk. They're just like, eh, 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 eh. Which, honestly, can you blame them on this, like, I oh, imagine? Oh, yeah, no, no, out. this isn't worth any effort. Um, but then, so in the middle of that montage, they cut to the, there, there's like a couple shots of the little girl and she's holding a doll. And looking kind of probably, she looks like a depression era, like you know, like uh, uh, you know, little little girl, uh, you know, kind of dirty. She's in the little dress, the, the old west dress, um, and it's really awkwardly shot because it looks like she's standing in front of a suburban house. Like you see, like a bush and like the panels, uh, like on the house behind her. And like it, and they look like plastic, like like siding, siding. That's the word I'm looking for. It just looks like plastic siding that you would see on like a a fifties suburban house. It looks really bad. Yeah. Um. So she finds uh the daughter's family who are eating brains so, on the kitchen table. Just start chilling. So little girl, yeah, she walks this house and and Sandra's walk follows her. It's like, hey, 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 come back. Um. And then yeah, turns around and yeah, the 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 little girl's family. The little girl also has like a demon Satan voice too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. And leave now. <laughs> no, you can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the and the little girl's family is there, and they do look like zombies. They are like all like deformed and everything. But what they're like, but they're like just sitting at like the dinner table, eating like, brains, eating, just brains, eating like brains the most and eating stereotypical and zombie eating thing. Eating a plastic like a heart prop. Like, it looks like something you'd see in, like, a science museum in the exhibit where it explains how the body works. It's like, ooh, it's the heart. And it's, like, complete and everything. It looked like a Goosebumps episode. Oh, for sure. It was Well, hilarious. it's a bit too gory for that. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. It was, no, it was, it was almost, that's that one shot was, like, all, almost exactly on the level of a Goosebumps episode. It was hilarious. And the zombie um, makeup is also incredibly inconsistent too, because yeah. some zombies they're like really done up to like look really like you know, deformed, and some of them they're just like a little bit bloody. And then some of them, like the little girl, have like no blood on them whatsoever. 
Population 101. Right. Blonde, blonde girl has died. Uh, let's get back to the debaters. Yes. Um, the rest of the debate and team. Jerry's giving some exposition. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so, this, so he's explained that Bloody Bill's Confederate Okay, yeah, we'll get to that. Hold on, hold on. So uh, Jerry's explaining uh, that Bloody Bill was a Confederate soldier and he was killed by a mob in the uh, town. Which already contradicts the real life history, whatever. And so Gwen questions him that, but he must be dead. How's that possible? Well, I got the people lines in the here. Bible have, get resurrected I have the lines, all I have the, the time. Lines here. Wait, wait. I have. I, I wrote. I have the lines too. I have the lines as well. I wrote the lines. I have the lines as well. We need. We need to take so. this very slowly and very carefully <laughs> because there's a lot to break down here. So Gwen says, well, the Bible isn't a factual source. And Jerry says, so you're saying the beliefs of the th world's three major religions are invalid? Okay. So, yeah, so it's a start over. So, yeah, so the redhead says, you're talking about Bill as if he's still alive. And, his, and Jerry's response is, is it really that far-fetched? Which, yes, yes, it is that far-fetched. <laughs> but he follows up with, Very the Bible is full of tales of people coming back from the dead. Now, I'm not a biblical scholar, but... I think I don't know if it's full of tales of people coming back from the dead. There's one really prominent example, but that dude is the son of God. Well, <laughs> John, the Bible's only tales of people resurrecting. Actually, it's uh, actually it's only it's hundred percent. But it's like, is it really that far fetched? It's like, yes, yes, it is. Like anyone else in that room is thinking, like, oh shoot he's lost a lot of blood clearly he's becoming delirious okay jerry we're gonna need you to calm down get your mind off this but no redhead's response well john she's a she's on a debate team she's the cold she's just so cold and calculating her response is the bible is an unsubstantiated source of information not john oh hold on hold on john are you actually saying the the beliefs of the world's three religions are invalid, John, <laughs> that's, right now? That's Jerry's fun. So you're Come saying on. the beliefs of the world's three main religions are invalid. I didn't realize that they all read the Bible. <laughs> all the three major all religions. Three of... You know the three major religions? Uh, Christianity, uh, Bible, insane. Bibleism, and it's Jesusism. It's fucking insane. Oh my god. Um, okay, yeah, so so anyway, stuff. so Jerry does a little more exposition and he says if he same Bloody Bill, if he if Bloody Bill somehow staked a claim on this town, we're in big trouble. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> How do you know this? This is the thing about this um, movie. Some characters what's even know better? way more than they should, and other characters know way less than they should. Like, I get to, like, as a viewer, it's like, okay, I get what's going on here. They're in a ghost town. There's a guy who's cursed the town, so all the people are ghosts, and they're going to kill the people who come in. I get that. But I'm an audience member. I've seen movies before. The people in the movie can't know that yet. What's even better is that so Jerry's completely wrong about everything in terms of actual history. Oh, of course he is. So he's he just an idiot. He, coincidentally, he's correct. But factually, he's actually Jerry. Everything Jerry says in this film is, is wrong. Uh, hang on, let me ask you: Is it really that far fetched? <laughs> Not that crazy, no. Um. So yeah, he says Bloody Bill is pure evil, and only his sword can kill him. How does he know this? Um, because they stabbed him twenty-two times with the sword. 
the um, angry mob. That's right. That killed. That's right. They mentioned like they shot him and stabbed him a million times, but it was only the stab of the sword that killed him. And not only only Blade Bill, not only thing Blade Bill hate was Yankees, but he also hated black people. (laughs) And then so. So, so, so then we get yes. So then we get we get black guy in movie stereotype number one, which is what do you say about black people? What are you trying to say? <laughs> so sounds like you're trying to say something. Oh my god! Well, no, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? It's so terrible. And, he, and, and then Errol takes out an Uzi. Oh my god! Oh, that's right. He takes yeah. an Uzi out of nowhere, and then he points it. He's been, he's been carrying an Uzi on. <laughs> Maybe he pulled it out of like the the duffel bag of his friend or something. Oh man! <laughs> I I the, the I was just so sad that he didn't actually shoot him. I because I, after that scene, I was like, okay, Jerry. I mean, we know you're gonna turn to a zombie because we're the audience, so we get how this works. But um, yeah, I want you to die now. Oh man, it's so good. It's just the worst. Oh, all of it. It's amazing. It's so great. So anyway, so so after this is happening, they calm down a little bit, and then suddenly all the debate uh, team uh, kids go, "Oh shit, Sandra, Sandra, Sandra!" There's nothing that triggers this. They just suddenly realize, like, "Oh yeah, that blonde girl who was like literally never spoken before. Oh, she's gone. Where'd she go?" Yeah. So they then find Sandra dead, and this um. Okay, so this is gonna be a problem we're gonna get into later. But so we find dead Sandra. I think because I think it's Sandra. Uh, yeah, she's just she's just covered in blood. She she doesn't look like a zombie or anything, but she's just covered from head to toe in blood, laying on a on a porch. But I'm not really hundred percent not hundred percent sure this is Sandra because we see Sandra later. I think which is, it is. Yeah, we'll get to that. So Buck basically freaks out and runs off no. after seeing Sandra. Yeah, dead. he becomes he becomes the Bill Paxton of this movie in this moment because he has this weird line where he goes, I'm from Georgia, I'm not one of you, which just comes out of nowhere. It has no, con- I, I don't know what the, the context is, but it, it felt very like Bill Paxton. It felt very like, oh, we're in the shit now, man. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> um, After this, basically, uh, Errol proceeds to try to shoot Buck, but then coach attacks Errol. Um, and the kids just fight. stand and watch. They just watch yeah, the coach wrestle like do. the guy with the with the Uzi. Um, they proceed to fight. Uh, coach manages to take Earl's gun. Uh, they they end enter like basically a stalemate um, until zombies proceed to attack, and then they join forces uh, for this moment uh, to fight fend off all the zombies. And then they cut back to uh, the debate team. Oh kids. yeah, Bucks. Uh, oh. Yeah. Buck is running around, oh, yes. and then he finds Sandra in the tree. And this, oh shit, yeah, yeah right. right, yeah, that's right, because they so... run back and they're like, "Oh, Sandra's missing," and or is that later on? Oh fuck, no, no, they never, they, yeah, they never say that. It's just Sandra's in two different locations. I know that happens though. I know that happens where I think I think the coach goes back or something, and then there's just a blood stain on the porch, and they're like, "Sandra's still alive." Um, well, no. I remember. I specifically remember this happening. No, no, this definitely. Sandra, no, no. I'm saying no is to coach, not you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Buck gets murdered uh, by Bloody Bill at that point. He like he like crushes his skull, doesn't he? It's like yeah. it's actually kind of a like. Oh wait, this is also this is also we uh, we we skipped over something. I I got in my notes here. Um, he um. 
Um, so, like, there's a brief moment where the coach and the, the uh, Earl, the, uh, the black guy, get, get separated. And Earl stumbles across uh, what is, like, so what appears to be, like, Bloody Bill's lair or something. But there's a coffin with a Confederate oh, yeah, yeah. flag on it. And then there's a shelf with a bunch of skulls. A couple of the skulls are labeled N-word on the top. There's some slave cuffs and whatnot. Um, but anyway... Earl spends the entire this entirety of the scene going, "Oh shit, that's all right. Oh that's shit, all right. that's all right." <laughs> he's just you're just like cringing the entire time. Oh my god! Uh, Jerry the... later collapses from his bite. Oh, the depths to which they go. Oh yes, I love that. They're they're like running like through the town. It's it's um, it's it's redhead fashion girl and Jerry. And they like they run by, and and Jerry just slips. He has the like the the, the silliest prat fall. I love. I literally laughed out loud when it happened. Uh, and, yeah, and, she, so... and, and Redhead just goes, "Come on, Jay, let me see it." Like you can tell, she's just like she's so sick of being in this movie. Yeah, he definitely gives me some um, birdemic. Uh, vibes. Yeah, she, she's one. a lot like uh, uh, Whitney Moore. That's the name of the actress in Bird. Mm. She, uh, she, she definitely has that. Except Whitney Moore is still kind of able to to convey some like emotions in that in spite. Yeah, of... can she? She can face motions in that film, huh? <laughs> I, this is for some I heard about that one. Okay, John. Like sure. Like the annoyance that she's experiencing in the filming of that is clearly coming through, but like she's still able to look like she's giving a shit. The girl in this movie, the redhead in this movie, clearly isn't giving a shit. Checked out. Yeah, she's completely checked out. Um, they they basically bring so they bring Jerry into um, I guess Bloody Bill's place again. Oh, and, I and the faces and the whining he's making are just the. Buddy. It's good stuff. <laughs> he's, just, he, he, he's becoming he a zombie. He's acting up a store, man. Uh, Gwen finds a note uh, from Bill's sister, whose name's Mary. And they see a portrait uh, of her. And, yeah, and, and of course, it looks just like Gwen. Um, and Jerry obviously knows everything about Mary's sister. Everything. Oh. No, this is this is another thing. Okay, so this is where I got terrified because uh, uh, for the first time actually watching this movie because um, this is where I I realized I made a haunted mansion remark earlier, but this is where I realized that this movie was now going to rip off the haunted mansion movie <laughs> with Eddie Murphy, where Eddie Murphy's wife in that movie looks just like the wife of the the patriarch of that mansion who was murdered a hundred years ago and somehow she just happens to look exactly like the this 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 dead person and i looked it up and in fact bloody bill did come out a year after the haunted mansion movie came out so it is entirely plausible that they actually yeah. did asylum, asylum doing their asylum thing not the ride, which is wonderful. And in fact, actually, I mean, that would be great if they ripped off the ride for that because, God, I mean, this movie could have used a little levity. Like, I obviously, the asylum can't do comedy to save them to save their lives, but 
still like man i would have loved that if they like you know like pop into the saloon and like you know they're like just like you singing happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize grim can ghosts come out to socialize like just something because they take this so fucking seriously and it's awful yeah uh coach and earl burst through the door oh wait wait uh, hang on hang on there's another thing oh, i want to ahead. mention in the scene so you mentioned that jerry um uh, uh jerry uh, uh spouts off some exposition about bloody bill's uh sister how, how does it go again what, what's the story there oh i don't who cares it's um uh her sister uh got hanged because she was related, related to bloody bill and, and i guess bloody, that's why bloody bill got like start killing people or something yeah, yeah. that's what well no the real life confederate soldier he was just an asshole and murdered people because he wanted to. oh no no it has nothing to do with the real with the real life but like but that's the, the in movie story but the funny thing about this is that um jerry's been like screaming like ah, 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 it hurts. <laughs> he's just like he's just active like crazy and then suddenly for this bit of exposition he calms way down and suddenly it's just doing like bland like monologue exposition <laughs> it's just it's the it's really important it's we get really this abrupt. to the audience it's really abrupt also i think this is the scene where jerry um he starts like giggling and he like he actually like dips his finger in his wound and tastes his own blood and he's like super mellow now he looks like totally zoned out he's like <laughs> yeah he's really hungry because he's becoming a zombie, guys. Do you see it? He's becoming a zombie? Uh, he's hungry no, now. No, I'm too stupid to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so Coach and Arrow burst the door. Uh, Gwen basically proceeds to like attack them, but realizes they're fine. So, But then she immediately proceeds to basically attack Earl instead. Because, yeah, um, or because, yeah, they, they, Earl yeah. has been, you know, he is the reason. Earl deserves here. it. Yeah, yeah. Currently in this case, yeah, yeah. Um, it gets resolved quickly. Pretty quickly. Because the coach is uh, like, no, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gwen proceeds to talk to Jerry, uh, who then is like trying to calm him down. Like, Jerry got calmed down, and he yells, Don't Jerry me! Um, so he continues to talk about, like, this place is magical. And Gwen's like, No, it's not. This place is clearly factual and real. Something's happening here that's true. And do you want to make a bet, Gary? Or rather, Jerry? The One of the lines, he says, we're all damned. Which, again, how the fuck would he know this? But the, the response he gets from Gwen is, Jerry, I know evidence seems to support the legend, but no if fucking doesn't no one should know anything yet this is what i realized they were ripping off the x-files they were trying to do the x-files they even have a redhead being the the rational skeptic to the insane guy spouting off ghost stories this isn't the fucking x-files asylum i'm sorry um, yeah, so they make a bet, which is probably the most right. kind of yeah, yeah. I don't know wrong time to do that. She gives him yeah, it's a it's a really long ass callback, but yeah, she gives him back the dollar. Something I want to mention that before they have this debate, because I think uh, we we got that, but before this debate, they they're debating. Um, uh, uh, they have to take Jerry to a doctor, obviously, and so they're debating like we got to get out of town, but they like but what about cowboy and, and and blonde they're still out there uh 
no cowboy they're like what about cowboy guy like he's still out there and um earl says a line <laughs> his line is i say we leave him here he ran off like a little pussy and left you here to dangle. <laughs> yep, yep yep yeah yeah left you here to dangle um yeah so a knock happens on the door and cuz proceeds to check it out Oh my gosh, it's Bill, and Bill proceeds to insta kill Coach. Yeah, yeah, he basically gets a fatality. Him. And Bloody Bill looks. He doesn't get stupid. stabbed. His... This is the big reveal of what Bloody Bill looks like. Yeah. All we've seen are like little bits of his costume. We haven't actually seen the guy's face yet. He looks fucking stupid. He's definitely no. Um, I don't know any other famous. Horror monster. Oh, no, 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 no. He's no Freddy Cougar. Yeah, <laughs> That's for yo, sure. He doesn't look anything like Freddy Krueger at all. They tried real hard, though. They're definitely going for that. Oh, no. That's, that's why that's why I'm being sarcastic. They, they absolutely are trying to go with the Freddy Krueger look at uh, just in a cowboy outfit. But, oh, God, it looks so stupid. Yeah, he just shoves his fist through Coach, and he dies instantly. But we get the comeback of the death metal, the lyrics, Bill, 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 so they escape into like a uh, another room. And Black Eyes again um, shouting, "Oh shit, that's not right, that's not right!" Because I think she yeah. shoots Bloody Bill, and and it has no effect on him. Um, uh, when they when they've basically escaped into an inner room, they've sort of boarded it up. Gwen, Gwen's dialogue is garble garbage. She just rushes. We're like, "Give me a gun, quick! You gotta do this now. It's be too late. Hurry, you gotta do it." It's just action movie. The scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, they're, like, Jerry, then... they're in like the attic or something and like yeah. and and they hear like rumbling outside. Oh yeah, they're like they're like there's a moment like before they get to the attic, they're like writhing on the staircase while like dozens of zombies are, ru- are like running into the house. So like I guess they're trying to push a zombie that's like at the top of the stairs out of the way. But they all kind of like fall on top of each other and they're all just kind of like slow-mo like standing there like trying to like shoot like the zombies coming up and like so it's this weird like slow-mo and like and like zombies are like running in past like bill actually kind of like like bumping into him as they walk in which make which kind of really undercuts <laughs> the the menace of, he's not very spooky no. no no it really undercuts the menace of bloody bill that he's like people are kind of like just shoving past his shoulder and everything but anyway so they get back to the attic they like barricade themselves in you hear like rumbling, and then um uh suddenly like the the rumbling very abruptly stops and earl just goes thank god stopped yeah like like two dozen zombies ran into the house but oh okay i guess i just gave up um jerry just jerry's talking like his greenness too he's like no one leave He's like laying on the on a they like pull out a mattress up there really quick and they lay him down and then they're like um and then when when the rumbling stops they're like it's like okay like come on Joe we gotta go and like he's like in deep 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 pain again and like he's like again acting up a, a storm um and it's just like okay geez just just let him lay down for a little bit where the fuck did the acting go in the scene by the way where did it go it, was, it vanished there was no acting in the scene everyone was just 
Everyone gave up during the scene. Everyone's just tired of being in this movie. They're just trying to get it over with. <laughs> the acting is like it's so overdubbed too. It's really obvious. I it's impossible to explain. That one scene is the clusterfuck of just sort of people yelling random lines of panic. Oh. Um, Jerry becomes a full zombie at this point yes. and bites Earl. He finally gets Satan's voice. Um. And yeah, bites Earl, chews his fingers off or something like that. Yeah. Um, and Earl kills Jerry. Fucking uh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Took them long enough. Jesus Christ. Uh, after this happens, Earl then decides to heroically stay behind to let the others escape. Uh, yeah, they go out the window. and <laughs> Gwen is like, we can't let you leave. We can't leave you behind. But like, why does Gwen care? all of a sudden now about Errol because it's what the movie has told her to do it's what the script has told her to do <laughs> is this, that the script this is the thing in, that happens in action movies this is the scene where the the character making the heroic sacrifice also why does he suddenly care enough to make a heroic sacrifice um i don't know somehow he also recognizes the like oh i'm gonna turn into one of the zombies too which i I guess, I guess. Good on you, Earl, for realizing that. It, good on Earl for realizing that, but it also feels kind of like, I don't, I don't know, like, yes, we saw Jerry turn into it, but, like, that just happened, so I don't know if, like, it's been established well enough within the world of the movie. Like, again, obviously, as an audience member, I understand that this is what's supposed to happen, but within the universe of the movie, you know, again, what the character is supposed to know doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. But, um, so while Gwen and, uh, Mandy proceed to escape, uh, Errol, uh, Errol then proceeds to do all of the crack cocaine. <laughs> it's great. All of it. It's great. He's like talking himself up. He's like, okay, I've done a lot of bad things, but yeah, it'd be good. I'd be good. I like do good thing. Do good thing before I go out. And then life by goes like, oh, fuck it, man. I'm not that good. And he rips <laughs> open the cocaine package and just, just does all of it. With it. It's like, <laughs> which I loved actually. I love the hand. And then so he goes full rage. on, he goes full on epic. <laughs> yeah. He just goes epic cocaine rage. He proceeds <laughs> to punch and kill all of the zombies <laughs> around him. Every single one of them. He just, he just like kung fu beats them oh, up. Bam. And the zombies don't get such up somehow, scene. even though we've we've demonstrated that they have like you know they're they're impervious to bullets. They're like well, they're not impervious to bullets, but they're not as affected by them. He was punching at the force of a thousand megatons. Wait, wait, co so, it's a cocaine yeah. rage. Um, he eventually runs into Bloody Bill, and he just proceeds to wail on him, uh, to little effect. Yeah, he just punches him. He's also, this he's, also he's also like now suddenly deeply committed to the cause of killing the racist Bloody Bill, which again kind of comes out of nowhere. Although he did he bit. did see the the lair. Yeah, he mentions it. He did see the lair, so I guess I guess it kind of rocks. But again, I mean, like this is a guy who like you know has been played as sort of like just straight criminal out for himself the entire movie. So. I get that, like, in action movies, we have this transition where now the, the you know, criminal with a heart of gold is going to, you know, demonstrate that and sacrifice himself, except we didn't establish it in this movie. 
Yeah. Um. He also even proceeds to sacrifice himself as well. Um. He takes out a grenade, basically. Where did he get the grenade? Drops to the floor. Where did he get the grenade? <laughs> Shut up! Come from? Shut up, though. No, no. Shut where up. did he get the grenade? <laughs> he got it from the bag. I no, don't know, man. Why? Why? Why do you have a grenade? Why do have grenades? Where does grenade? We literally why does a grenade single happen? grenade in this movie. Where did that come from? Why? Where did this grenade come? We've literally, literally, we never saw a grenade in this whole movie until this moment. They're drug dealers. What the fuck do they need grenades for? <laughs> Who knows, man? Heavy artillery. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, when we're doing the uh, fights with the DEA, you know, it gets real crazy out there. So, yeah, he sacrificed himself and blows up with the grenade, uh, killing them both, not no, not Bill though. And just just Earl. Earl kills himself basically. Well, hang on, hang on. You gave away the twist, but um, it's not much of a twist. But uh, it's not a twist. We know Bill's only getting killed by the sword already. So. Uh, that's true. Actually, that's that is true. But there is there is something that I did almost fall for in the next scene. So, uh, but anyway, when when the explosion happens, uh, redhead and fashion girl are um. Uh, running away outside, and there's just the wimpiest little explosion that goes out of the building. It's just like a little poof of black smoke out of like a which, for various reasons, but that grenade was tiny, so I don't know. It's it, reasonable. It actually is a realistic explosion, but it's still just like for a movie. It's like it's built up as like, oh wow, and then it's, it's like, poof. <laughs> yeah, thunk. it's little. It's little smoke fire. It's a yeah. It, it's it's pretty disappointing. Um, so yeah, Gwen and Manny are running. You get the shot of like what looks like the sun setting, and it's been established that the sun never sets in this town in Sunset Valley. Yeah. Um, so it's always six p.m. in this town. It's always six p.m. in this town. Not high noon. It's always the 6 opposite PM. of high noon. Um, actually, I guess the, six p.m. I guess the opposite of high noon would be high midnight, but um, or low midnight, I should say. But um, but yeah, so you get a shot of what looks like the sun setting. So you think, okay, I guess the curse is broken. And then Earl shows up. Oh, what the fuck is this? This though, what is this? But he's dressed as Bloody Bill. <laughs> he doesn't have any arms either. And for a moment, I was like, "This is an interesting twist." <laughs> and I thought what they were gonna do was like, "Oh, Earl has killed Bloody Bill, but now he's taken on his spirit or something." Like I was really confused. I was like, yeah. "Okay, this is." interesting i don't know where this is going uh but they're but they're, anyway so they're he's talking. covered in blood as well by the way. yeah okay so it's it's yeah earl's face is like covered in blood it's like red he's um, missing his arms he's missing well i i didn't even notice the arms but he's wearing like bloody bill's outfit he's got the sword he's got the hat he's got like you know, the whole it's the whole outfit and the two the redhead and, and the fashion girl are talking to him just as earl like just like you know just like oh earl you survived it's like, what sorry are, are you not seeing what we're seeing here he's like all bloody like i thought like oh he's, he's a zombie because he's all bloodied and now here's, and he's here's why a, is he wearing bloody bill's outfit here's a continuity confusion too um i think his, his arms being gone would apply the grenade blast but he dropped the, that grenade on the floor so his legs should be should be the one gone uh, not his arms. Good point. So I guess they just did that just to show the grenade. Hat, like, but it, but his him. arms are still there, as we see in a moment. Yeah. 
because <laughs> Mandy just runs out to him basically. Uh, but we don't see that because it's just shot reverse shot. It looks like they're standing like ten feet away. Actually, you can't really tell how far away they're standing, but it's just shot reverse shot, so it doesn't. It's not established how far away they're standing. Yeah, and this Mandy is important because what happens? Uh, you have to tell me. I don't have my notes. He stabs right him. now. He stabs her. Yep. And, and like, like, like she's like, like, what, what are you talking about, Earl? What? Why do you got? Why you got? I said, yeah. Earl, Earl's got like this like southern accent going suddenly, and it's like, why do you got that weird accent? And then let's say he stabs her. <laughs> yeah, through, I forgot through about the gut. that. And like, so but awful. again, it's been like it's been just shot, reverse shot, reverse no, shot. Okay. So it's been looked on, like and like and like the redhead's been standing a little bit back, but like it's just shot, reverse shot. So like the whole time, I thought it's like they're standing like ten feet away, and then suddenly it's like, oh no, they were standing right next to each other, but it's still just. No, John. Why does he have an accent? Why does he have an accent? Indeed. Why does he have an accent? Why does he have an accent? Why does he have an What's, accent? Well, what he, is this zombie curse well, exactly? Well, anyway. so Earl reaches his hand up to his face and peels off Earl's face, revealing it's still Bloody Bill. <laughs> but Bloody Bill is also elsewhere. Which is actually kind of an okay reveal because I was so genuinely confused that I was just kind of like, oh. Oh, okay. Okay, I guess that okay. I guess that is it. Okay, but but geez. whatever. No. Uh, yeah. The so one moment when, that was like the one moment. I'll, I'll give me credit. That was like the one moment where I was just kind of like, this could be interesting, and but then they immediately piss it down the drain. <laughs> but it's okay uh, because it's... now Bloody Bill starts chasing Redhead, and we get the return of blood, blood, lots of fear. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Gwen is running off, basically trying to escape the town, but she's unable to, because uh, basically it's like a loop kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you basically run in any direction, and it just pulls you back to the center. Yeah. Um, yes, this is when the zombies become really lazy when they're chasing Gwen. You can, you can, so, you can see some of these people oh just don't God, care. Oh, my God, yes. This is this is where the, the montage of zombies, where it's, it's so painfully obvious that like yeah they got like a bunch of extras for like 10 minutes and just threw on a few things we're like yeah good enough this town is like eight buildings by the way this cannot support 100 people yeah yeah it's 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 yeah this is yeah this also this is not a town with population of 100 people this is a town population of like 10 20 at most yeah at most 20 I bet you all the extra. Yeah. You can you imagine being the extra on that? It's like, uh, like just shouting at a camera. Okay, I do a zombie walk, and you're like, "Is this okay?" And you're kind of just kind of swinging your arms back and forth. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And it's just like, <laughs> Who it's cares? Just like just drinking I'm done. Coffee it's too hot whatnot. out. Just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, fuck, it's hot. Uh, give me that beer. Okay. Hey, can we get a beer? Shut up. Keep walking. <laughs> yeah. So Gwen runs off into a church, and they're having some sort of. Uh, prayer session, I guess. I don't know. Something. A zombie's just sort of it's doing a zombie like as a... dressed as a priest doing some sort yeah. and he, but he's still ta- he's not chasing after her. He's just he's just doing the sermon. Except he's speaking normally too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Good point. Ah, well, oh, well. a little bit of uh, uh, continuity there. Discontinuity, <laughs> whatever the word is. In this, in my asylum film. Get out. What are you talking about? Lack of continuity. <laughs> That's absurd. Yeah. It's a bunch of Zambanos pop up and uh, Gwen fights them. You know. 
There's also like when she walks that. in, there's something that looks like a tiki statue prop <laughs> that's like really prominent, like right behind her next to the door. I don't know what that's supposed to be, but it's it's it stood out, is what I'll say. And then Gwen then runs in, and finds is uh, Bill's grave. Um, it's not Bill's though. Oh, indeed, it's actually Mary's grave. And Gwen comes up with the perfect idea to disguise as Mary. Except, except, except. We have to we have to play this out how it's done in the movie because it's it's rather confusing. Um, so she opens the coffin. It's got a Confederate flag. Guys, she that 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 coffin with the Confederate flag that we saw earlier that Earl discovered. She pulls out the flag. She opens the coffin. She looks inside, and you get a close up of her face, and you get the lined up. Oh my God, I'm Anderson. And it's just it's it's. Like actually, that's way too emotional. What I just did. It's more like, oh my god, I'm interested. Um, Whatever. <laughs> but it's really confusing because I don't. I still don't. What did she see in the coffin? I guess Mary's skeleton. I, I imagine. But if she's seen a skeleton, how would she recognize it as her? Oh, oh, she connects the picture frame. They show a little flash to the picture frame. Again, so I assume she connects. Again, it. again. Know. We the audience Jerry's guess that this is Jerry's growing. amazing exposition just gave her a clear image of her. But she was skeptical. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> but so, um, so, what, so is the body like perfectly preserved in the coffin? Like how would she look at Yeah, because it's magic. Because Bill, bloody Bill well, has preserved Mary's corpse. Why don't we see corpse. what's in the coffin? We don't see what's in the coffin. We just get this terrible... Because they couldn't afford a skeleton prop, John. <laughs> they couldn't afford they one. They don't need a skeleton prop. They just need her to... They just need to do a shot reverse shot where it's her lying in the coffin. That's a good point. That's all they would That'd be good. And then they've been like... They've been like what and then like she would dress up as like bill's sister or something i i don't know like something but like would make she sense. looks at the coffin and then you Come get on. the dub line which again then you know they put in there after to be like the audience too stupid um but yeah she goes oh my god i'm anderson and then so bill walks in and she turns around and goes bill is that any way to look at your sister come here and gonna... bill just falls for it instantly Bill has no hesitation. Well, for, for a moment, falls I will it. say for a moment, I, I, I did almost fall for it. I was just kind of like, so is the ghost possessing her? Is she playing him? I don't know what's going on. And then, well, do you want to explain what happens next? But fucking psych, she stabs him in uh, with the sword. Well, she doesn't stab him. Yeah, she does. Oh, she slashes his head off, right? Right. She grabs the sword out. And, and Bill gets so it. sad. The, the, funny, the funny thing is, like, she swings the sword, and it's one of those triplicate shots where it goes, ah, oh, yeah, ah, yeah. Ah. They have to repeat the shot, like, twice. Um, but she ooh, swings, ooh, but, like, ooh, ooh. there's a moment where, yeah, Bill looks so sad. And then. He's so sad. I feel real bad for him. And then what happens? His head just falls his off. His head just falls off. She does not swing. She, by the way, Bill is like seven feet tall. She does not swing the sword high enough to cut his head off. No freaking way. So afterwards, after every Zambano is dead. So she walks out Zambino, of the town. And they show the population. 107. God, that's it. But shut up, though, because it should be zero. It should be zero. It should be zero. Also, why did, I thought Bloody Bill was already dead. So why does he... Why is he at it? <laughs> 
Why is it not zero? Surely it'd make more no, sense no. if it said zero at the end, because like, that means, oh, it's curse is over. When 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 Fashion Girl is killed, she's like the last remaining one, and it goes population 106. Every, by the way, every time someone is killed, it cuts back to the population sign to indicate that well, they're, not all they're the time, dead. But most usually the time. times, usually times. But so it's 106. The last one, Bloody Bill, makes it 107. But Bloody Bill is already dead, isn't he? Maybe. Maybe it was uh, Gwen's uh soul just li- just like heather <laughs> she died in there just like heather I, I like gwen this. died in there and then she was resurrected i like this through the death of of, of all of the people she knew also uh uh so for the final shot the the they zoom in on the population side just in, and take a long 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 look at it just in case you didn't get it Population should be zero, though. The population should be zero because the curse is over. The ghost, it's, it's yeah. you know. This implies the curse continues. The, the town should disappear at this point. This is what should happen. So now I want to uh, petition this to Asylum. Can we get a Gwen Heather standalone film? By the way, did you watch all the way to the end of the credits? No. So Was they a thing? The credits are incredibly lazy. It's just like it, they, they, the the first part of the credits is just like a, like shots of like the the actors from the movie. It, it's just shots taken from the movie with their names and whatnot, whatever. Um, but for some reason, I like and it's just like boring standard like template credits. But you get to the end of the credits and it has this little message, and I wrote it down. The events, and by the way, I'm not adding anything to this when I quote. This is a direct quote. The events, characters, and firms depicted in this photo play are fictitious, really. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental and very weird. We suggest moving. No animals were hurt during the production of this screenplay, even the undead ones. End quote. Shut up, though. What are you talking about? No, there was no dead animals in this. I, uh, thank you. There were no animals in this movie. <laughs> what are you movie. talking about? There Asylum. are no animals in this movie. Also, why they call it a photo play? We what we don't know is Exile posts that in every single one of their films. Maybe so. That's the reason. We're gonna have to check. Maybe. Now we're gonna have to check. Now we're gonna have to check. Also, it says the events, characters, and firms depicted in this photo play. What firms? I didn't see any companies in this movie. I didn't... Also, photo plays. Interesting. Photo plays a really weird place. It'll say like like photo play are fictitious. Really, like you know, I, that that's not me adding. Really, that's actually in the thing. Um, that's the film. We suggest moving. That's, that'd be very weird. We should be. Ha 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 ha! Asylum. Oh, you're so clever. <laughs> this is super range I've never seen before. Oh my god. Um, I did. Yeah. I did enjoy what this is. This was a terrible. Do you recommend it though? I think I will, I might. I I did genuinely enjoy watching this movie. I do have a pretty yeah, high if you're looking for, for if like, you're looking for an asylum film to watch. Yeah. And you're looking for like I guess an older it's, one. It's, this is watch this. It is kind of entertainingly bad. Like it's not on the level of like it, it's definitely not self-aware. It's definitely not trying to be bad. Um but it is incredibly lazy. Um, and it's not what I'd call, you know, a sincere film, um, but, um, you know, uh, cause it, it's just too lazy for that. But, um, I did 
kind of enjoy it. I mean, it was bad enough. That was like, and just cringeworthy enough. That was just kind of like, but not like, not like Jane White cringe where you're just kind of like, oh God, stop trying to. I want to leave the room. I want to leave the room. It was just kind of like, ooh, that's like all the stuff with Earl. It's like the, you know, again, the most stereotypical uh, black character in a movie ever um, was pretty hilariously cringeworthy. I did want to mention I did decide to do a little IMDb research and I found a, a couple oh, of funny things. Tell me more. Uh, uh, just a couple of minor things. So Redhead Girl, who's the main character in this movie, according to IMDb, has literally no other credits to her name. Oh, this, this, is the only this, thing movie, this is all she did this, and she was like, I'm done. This movie killed any uh, desire she had for pursuing an acting career clearly she went for this and she was like nope never mind um which is a which is a little sad but but what but there it is um to be fair i mean yeah she she clearly couldn't give a shit to made the movie now happier news the guy who plays jerry barely got into anything else he has like three or four minor roles in like you know uh, after this but that is it um, and after what I saw, after all the, you know, acting up she, he was doing, he gets, like, nothing. His acting career goes nowhere. Um, you know, sorry to that actor, but boy, I, no, no, I, I, I don't want to see this guy in other things. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see Dan again at the very least. Yeah. And, Is this the same Dan? And the two other debate team girls, the fashion girl and the blonde, both went on to have, they, they get, they get, they get almost nothing to work with in this movie. They're like, you know, they 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 pulled off. They, you know, they're just they, they just do their thing. But they both went on to have very successful TV careers. So ah, cool, good cool. for them. I want I want to read a little fragment from um, uh, the soundtrack of Blood. I found a YouTube video of the song Blood. <laughs> So someone's description here was, even though this movie has been severely criticized by several viewers or readers in quotations, who have no idea what they're talking about. I still believe this movie has its own charm and a pretty great soundtrack, if you ask me, oh, even if it was made by an amateur. Oh, you telling me this the soundtrack was made by an amateur? That is shocking. Um, I, I do kind of agree that there is a weird charm to this movie in its lack of charm. Like, it is an incompetent uh, movie. Yeah, it's that good, good asylum feel. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's that, it's asylum at its, at its best, I'd say. And I'm not saying, like, it's most entertaining, I guess, in that, like, it's so lazy that it almost kind of becomes fun. Um but yeah but you could but i mean that's that it that backfires very easily like you know you can you can go so lazy it's just boring um this one was kind of fun though and the soundtrack was not good but but again kind of fun again in its laziness like these are some insanely lazy ass songs uh, just like the most generic examples of like death metal and like you know alternate rock you could get um, but they are kind of funny for it. So, you know, this, this movie does have some redeeming qualities and I did in, you know, I did have a lot of fun watching it, I will say. Um, so yeah, I mean, for an asylum film by those standards, yeah, I guess I, I would recommend it. Yeah, that's good. Good, it's good, good asylum feels for sure. 
I want to say one more thing. Um, because I don't really have any stats for this podcast. I don't actually know if anyone listens to it or not. I've made a, a Gmail account. Um, but I kind of want people to send me questions or we can read them on the podcast or advice, etc. whatever you want. Um, the, the Gmail name is enter the asylum podcast at gmail.com. That is enter the asylum G the, <laughs> enter the asylum podcast at gmail.com. What's that email again? Uh, you tell me, John. It sounds like you said it's enter the asylum podcast at gmail.com. No spaces. No spaces. Is that part of the email? Or? Nope. <laughs> no spaces. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Good episode. That's good. All right. I'll see everyone next week. I believe next week's film is Evil Eyes. Evil Eyes. All right. Later, everybody. Bye. Bill. 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 Bill.